Chapter 7, Part 4 of The American Language. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The American Language by H. L. Mencken. Chapter 7, Differences in Spelling, Part 4, Exchanges. As in vocabulary and in idiom, there are constant exchanges between English and American in the Department of Orthography. Here, the influence of English usage is almost uniformly toward conservatism, and that of American usage is as steadily in the other direction. The logical superiority of American spelling is well exhibited by its persistent advance in the face of the utmost hostility. The English objection to our simplifications, as Brander Matthews points out, is not wholly or even chiefly etymological. Its roots lie, to borrow James Russell Lowell's phrase, in an aesthetic hatred burning with as fierce a flame as ever did theological hatred. There is something inordinately offensive to English purists in the very thought of taking lessons from this side of the water, particularly in the mother tongue. The opposition, transcending the academic, takes on the character of the patriotic. Any American, continues Matthews, who chances to note the force and the fervor and the frequency of the objurgations against American spelling in the columns of the Saturday Review, for example, and of the Athenaeum, may find himself wondering as to the date of the papal bull which declared the infallibility of contemporary British orthography, and as to the place where the council of the church was held, at which it was made an article of faith. This was written more than a quarter of a century ago. Since then, there has been a lessening of violence, but the opposition still continues. No self-respecting English author would yield up the O-U-R ending for an instant, or write check, C-H-E-C-K, for check, C-H-E-Q-U-E, or transpose the last letters in the R-E words. Nevertheless, American spelling makes constant gains across the water, and they more than offset the occasional fashions for English spellings on this side. Gilles de Vere, in 1867, consoled himself for Webster's arbitrarily imposed orthography by predicting that it could be only temporary, that, in the long run, North America depends exclusively on the mother country for its models of literature. But the event has blasted this prophecy and confidence, for the English, despite their furious reluctance, have succumbed to Webster more than once. The New English Dictionary, a monumental work, shows many silent concessions, and quite as many open yieldings. For example, in the case of AX, which is admitted to be better than AXE on every ground. Moreover, English usage tends to march ahead of it, outstripping the liberalism of its editor, Sir James A. H. Murray. In 1914, for example, Sir James was still protesting against dropping the first E from judgment, a characteristic Americanism, 
but during the same year the fowlers in their concise oxford dictionary put judgment j u d g m e n t ahead of judgment j u d g e m e n t and two years earlier the authors and printers dictionary edited by horace hart had dropped j u d g e m e n t altogether hart is controller of the oxford university press and the authors and printers dictionary is an authority accepted by nearly all of the great english book publishers and newspapers its last edition shows a great many american spellings for example it recommends the use of jail and jailer in place of the english g a o l and g a o l e r says that a x is better than a x e drops the final e from asphalt and form changes the y to i in cider cipher and siren and advocates the same change in tire drops the redundant t from net changes burthen to burden spells wagon with one g prefers fuse f-u-s-e to f-u-z-e and takes the e out of story rules for compositors and readers at the university press oxford also edited by hart with the advice of sir james murray and dr henry bradley is another very influential english authority it gives its imprimatur to bark a ship cipher c i p h e r siren s i r e n jail j a i l story s t o r y tire t i r e and wagon w a g o n and even advocates kilogram k i l o g r a m and omelet o m e l e t finally there is castle's english dictionary it clings to the o u r and r e endings and to annex a n n e x e wagon w a g g o n and check c h e q u e but it prefers j a i l to g a o l net n e t to net n e t t asphalt a s p h a l t to asphalt a s p h a l t e and story s t o r y to story s t o r e y and comes out flatly for judgment j u d g m e n t fuse f u s e and siren s i r e n current english spelling like our own shows a number of uncertainties and inconsistencies and some of them are undoubtedly the result of american influences that have not yet become fully effective the lack of harmony in the o u r words leading to such discrepancies as honorary and 
honorable I have already mentioned. The British Board of Trade, in attempting to fix the spelling of various scientific terms, has often come to grief. Thus, it detaches the final M-E from gram in such compounds as kilogram and milligram, but insists upon gram, G-R-A-M-M-E, when the word stands alone. In American usage, gram, G-R-A-M, is now common and scarcely challenged. All the English authorities that I have consulted prefer meter, M-E-T-R-E, and caliber, C-A-L-I-B-R-E, to the American meter, M-E-T-E-R, and caliber, C-A-L-I-B-E-R. They also support the A-E in such words as etiology, aesthetics, medieval, and anemia, and the O-E in esophagus, maneuver, and diarrhea. They also cling to such forms as mollusk, M-O-L-L-U-S-C, curb, K-E-R-B, pyjamas, P-Y-J-A-M-A-S, and ostler, O-S-T-L-E-R, and to the use of X instead of C-T in connection and inflection. The Authors and Printers Dictionary admits the American curb, C-U-R-B, but says that the English K-E-R-B is more common. It gives bark, plow, and fount, but grants that bark, B-A-R-K, plow, P-L-O-W, and font, F-O-N-T, are good in America. As between inquiry and enquiry, it prefers the American inquiry to the English enquiry, but it rejects the American enclose and endorse in favor of the English enclose and endorse. Here, American spelling has driven in a salient, but has yet to take the whole position. A number of spellings, nearly all American, are trembling on the brink of acceptance in both countries. Among them is rhyme, R-I-M-E, for rhyme, R-H-Y-M-E. This spelling was correct in England until about 1530, but its recent revival was of American origin. It is accepted by the Oxford Dictionary and by the editors of the Cambridge History of English Literature but it seldom appears in an English journal. The same may be said of gruesome, G-R-E-W-S-O-M-E. It has got a footing in both countries, but the weight of English opinion is still against it. Develop, D-E-V-E-L-O-P, instead of D-E-V-E-L-O-P-E, has gone further in both countries. So has engulf, E-N-G-U-L-F for engulf, E-N-G-U-L-P-H. So has gypsy, G-I-P-S-Y, for gypsy, G-Y-P-S-Y. 
American imitation of English orthography has two impulses behind it. First, there is the colonial spirit, the desire to pass as English, in brief, mere affectation. Secondly, there is the wish among printers, chiefly of books and periodicals, to reach a compromise spelling acceptable in both countries, thus avoiding expensive revisions in case of republication in England. The first influence need not detain us. It is chiefly visible among folk of fashionable pretensions, and is not widespread. At Bar Harbor in Maine, some of the summer residents are at great pains to put harbor, H-A-R-B-O-U-R, instead of harbor, H-A-R-B-O-R, on their stationery, but the local postmaster still continues to stamp all mail, Bar Harbor, H-A-R-B-O-R, the legal name of the place. In the same way, American haberdashers sometimes advertise pajamas, P-Y-J-A-M-A-S, instead of pajamas, P-A-J-A-M-A-S, just as they advertise braces instead of suspenders and vests instead of undershirts. But this benign folly does not go very far. Beyond occasionally clinging to the R-E ending in words of the theater group, all American newspapers and magazines employ the native orthography, and it would be quite as startling to encounter honor, H-O-N-O-U-R, or jewelry, J-E-W-E-L-L-E-R-Y, in one of them, as it would be to encounter jail, G-A-O-L, or wagon, W-A-G-G-O-N. Even the most fashionable jewelers in Fifth Avenue still deal in jewelry, J-E-W-E-L-R-Y, not in jewelry, J-E-W-E-L-L-E-R-Y. The second influence is of more effect and importance. In the days before the copyright treaty between England and the United States, one of the standing arguments against it among the English was based upon the fear that it would flood England with books set up in America, and so work a corruption of English spelling. This fear, as we have seen, had a certain plausibility. There is not the slightest doubt that American books and American magazines have done valiant missionary service for American orthography. But English conservatism still holds out stoutly enough to force American printers to certain compromises. When a book is designed for circulation in both countries, it is common for the publisher to instruct the printer to employ English spelling. This English spelling at the Riverside Press embraces all the O-U-R endings and the following further forms. Check, C-H-E-Q-U-E, Checkered, C-H-E-Q-U-E-R-E-D, Connection, C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N, Dreamt, D-R-E-A-M-T, Faggot, F-A-G-G-O-T, Forgather, 
F-O-R-G-A-T-H-E-R, Forgo, F-O-R-G-O, Gray, G-R-E-Y, Inflection, I-N-F-L-E-X-I-O-N, Jewelry, J-E-W-E-L-L-E-R-Y, Lept, L-E-A-P-T, Premises, in logic, Wagon, W-A-G-G-O-N. It will be noted that Jail, Tire, Story, Curb, Asphalt, Annex, Ostler, Mollusk, and Pajamas are not listed, nor are the words ending in R-E. These and their like constitute the English contribution to the compromise. Two other great American book presses, that of the Macmillan Company and that of the J.S. Cushing Company, add jail and story to the list, and also behove, briar, dryly, enquire, gaiety, gypsy, install, judgment, lackey, moustache, not, pygmy, postillion, reflection, shyly, slyly, staunch, and veranda. Here they go too far, for, as we have seen, the English themselves have begun to abandon briar, enquire, and judgment. Moreover, lackey is going out over there, and gypsy is not English, but American. The Riverside Press, even in books intended only for America, prefers certain English forms. Among them, anemia, A-N-A-E-M-I-A, axe, A-X-E, medieval, M-E-D-I-A-E-V-A-L, mold, M-O-U-L-D, plow, P-L-O-U-G-H, Program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E, and Quartet, Q-U-A-R-T-E-T-T-E. But, in compensation, it stands by such typical Americanisms as Caliber, C-A-L-I-B-E-R, Calk, C-A-L-K, Center, C-E-N-T-E-R, Cozy, C-O-Z-Y, Defense, D-E-F-E-N-S-E, Foregather, F-O-R-E-G-A-T-H-E-R, Gray, G-R-A-Y, Hemorrhage, H-E-M-O-R-R-H-A-G-E, Luster, L-U-S-T-E-R, Maneuver, M-A-N-E-U-V-E-R, Mustache, M-U-S-T-A-C-H-E, Theater, T-H-E-A-T-E-R, and Woolen, W-O-O-L-E-N. The government printing office at Washington follows Webster's new international dictionary, which supports most of the innovations of Webster himself. 
This dictionary is the authority in perhaps a majority of American printing offices, with the standard and the century supporting it. The latter, too, also follow Webster, notably in his ER endings and in his substitution of S for C in words of the defense class. The Worcester Dictionary is the sole exponent of English spelling in general circulation in the United States. It remains faithful to most of the RE endings and to maneuver, M-A-N-O-E-U-V-R-E, gram, G-R-A-M-M-E, plow, P-L-O-U-G-H, skeptic, S-C-E, P-T-I-C, Woolen, W-O-O-L-L-E-N, Axe, A-X-E, and many other English forms. But even Worcester favors such characteristic American spellings as Behoove, B-E-H-O-O-V-E, Briar, B-R-I-E-R, Caliber, C-A-L-I-B-E-R, Checkered, C-H-E-C-K-E-R-E-D, Dryly, D-R-Y-L-Y, Jail, J-A-I-L, and Wagon, W-A-G-O-N. End of Chapter 7, Part 4. Recording by Linda Johnson.